Welcome to Thrive at Work, the podcast that brings trends, insights, and practical tips to help employers attract, develop, and retain great people. Here, you'll find inspiring conversations with experts in their field and companies doing amazing work to shape a future where people can thrive. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Thrive at Work. Today, we are talking about workstation setups and the importance of posture and movement at work and how this affects our work. I'm really delighted to be joined today by Sonia Bass, who runs the Pure Practice, a physiotherapy practice whose ethos is to promote and empower physical and mental wellness through rehabilitation, exercise guidance and positive evidence-based information. Welcome, Sonia. Thank you for joining me. Oh, no, thank you for inviting me, Polly. It's very kind of you. It's exciting. I'm looking forward to this conversation. (laughs) The way we work has changed massively in the last few years and including where and how we work. So given the current trends with um, hybrid working and remote working, I just wonder what you're seeing in your practice in terms of, um, you know, how people are actually set up in terms of their workstation and whether that's affecting their posture at all and how that comes across in your practice. Yeah, well, thanks for asking me. Um, I think we have seen a huge change, haven't we? And I think that we're at the beginning of a huge cultural shift in in all our behaviours, you know, post-pandemic. It was um, a change that lots of people have said has been coming for a long time, but it was accelerated. And so now we're just starting, I think, to pick up um, some evidence on what these changes mean and and how we can how we can try and uh, minimize the the negative impacts of them so while um there's a lot to learn and constantly there's a lot to learn there's a lot more coming out all the time but we're definitely and i'm definitely seeing an increase in in back and neck and shoulder symptoms um more recently and and i think that's in keeping with with national trends um uh, we aren't seeing the kind of commuting related back and neck pain i think that it has changed um that you know that we used to see pre-pandemic because not as many people are spending as much time in the car anymore mm. um but but certainly yeah we, we, we're seeing a, a lot more um to do with um their workstation and, and the workstation that there is much more a part of the assessment that that we do now it comes up is a bigger topic I think now in in the, in the um in the assessment that we do um mm. I think hybrid working often means as well that their in-office setup is less consistently personalised to people. So that's probably the first thing. Um, whilst the home setup isn't always optimal either, um, you know, you might find in a in a, a, a hot desk seat or hot seating. I don't know what uh, what people refer hot to. Hot desking. Hot <laughs> desking. That's it. Thank you. Um, there you might find that you go in and it's a different chair every time you go or it's a different position every time you go or you can't you're working off your laptop there isn't something to put it on at an optimum height that you might um, have have previously found helpful so yeah so there's there's lots of um, issues with 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 that side of things Um, but then also um, the the um the home setup might might not be that might not be perfect um you know sort of typically screen heights are too low and people are sitting on their sofas or god forbid on the bed and 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 it's just it's just not sustainable um uh, and, and couple that with much longer uninterrupted static positions and so symptoms of neck and, and uh, back pain are, are, are kind of inevitable really 
Um, but yes, mm. it's that uh, we, we're designed to move. So it's uh, yeah, mm. they not being interrupted to even look left or right to somebody coming mm. into a room might be might be part of it. Um, I think I'd also say that I, um, many people may not have yet got back to their pre-pandemic activity level as well. Um, and that's either through just being out of the habit of their regular exercise class, or they've moved house, they might have moved job, or got a dog, <laughs> um, had children, etc. And so their routines have changed. And, and finding out what fits enough to become a habit takes takes quite a bit of time and effort. Mm. so there's lots yeah it's not just within the workplace itself it's sort of uh, our social um mm. scenario might might or social position might have changed um mm. but i would say on the plus side um i have seen quite a shift mm. in proactivity towards health and 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 self-preservation um uh, i think the mantra mantras like um your health is your real wealth have, have really stuck, um, especially with younger people. So I think I think that that that's really positive. People are actually seeking, um, certainly coming to see people like me, um, and and quite often utilising that um, employee benefit of healthcare that that uh, perhaps before was something they knew they had entitlement to, but but didn't ever actually access. So so yeah, so there's yeah been lots of. Uh, across the board, really, there's been lots of changes in in those behaviours. But yeah, we're seeing we're seeing certainly a lot more of that too. Which there is have good. been, yeah, <clears throat> indeed. Thank you. There have been lots of changes, haven't there? And really interesting what you were saying there about you know if you're working from home more, then you don't get those interruptions so much, and people just turning around to say hello, or or even getting up to get a cup of coffee, and you end up having a chat with people in the in the communal area or you know talking Absolutely. to people on your way back to your desk and um so yeah there's a lot more of that sort of um um sort of uh, unanticipated movement I suppose but it's still movement at the end of the day isn't it it is and, and I think as well what a lot of people admit to is that previously when they um would have gone to work they would have left the house perhaps to go to work um they would um they would now sit down at their desk um, or they might, uh, uh, or and the, the other end of the day as well, when they would typically have walked in the door at the end of their commute, that's when they leave their desk. Um, and some people aren't even leaving their desk at that point. You know, the, the temptation when you pick up your phone to look at your emails and just see whether Jeffrey responded or, or whether so-and-so's in tomorrow or, you know, and, and all of that, um, you know, who's back from holiday or who's away. All of that sort of it, it, the the definitive the t- defining line between work and home is 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 um, is is not there anymore, uh, and so so people don't or don't get to switch off. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's having and yeah when when you are sat for longer periods of time that's obviously not help, helpful anyway. Aside from the uh, concentration that uh, ends up being uh, uninterrupted. So. Um, when you say that people are sort of struggling a little bit to switch off and they sort of carry on, you know, into the evening, I've definitely been a, a culprit of that, I suppose. I'll leave my office space, but I'll carry on downstairs while I'm cooking the tea. <laughs> yes, absolutely. absolutely. I, wonder, I wonder if you've seen, because we're all on our phones such a lot, I wonder if that has an impact on necks or if you've seen anything like that come through. I have. I I don't think I have um, seen anything phone specific, but certainly you know that holding your phone against whilst you're 
pouring yourself a cup of tea, um, no one's ever going to recommend that you do that. And I think as we do it, um, as we all do, uh, we know it's not comfortable and we know it's not not right. But um, yeah, I think actually, to, to be fair, technology now, a lot of people wear earpods most of the time, don't they? And so perhaps less of that is, is maybe why we're not seeing um, that kind of cricking. Uh, whereas, of course, before, when, when you had an old fashioned telephone that was on a, attached by a wire uh, and you were trying to do something with your hands then you had no option but to do that but uh, mm. or certainly less option not many people had headsets but yeah I think certainly earpods have have uh, have revolutionized being able to speak on the phone mm. and, and, on, and on the screens as well I just wondered if looking down at your phone all the time has an impact. Yes, well. no, absolutely, yes. Certainly, um, William, people find it more comfortable very often they'll report that if their neck has been sore, if they have got themselves into a situation, that they, they end up finding they want to hold their phone up, you know, rather than mm. uh, hold. They've, they've already recognised that that is um, that's more comfortable. Yes, yes. great, thank yeah. you. When you were talking about... Um, you know, people have recognised the need to maybe, I think there's more importance or people are recognising more the importance of their health. I guess COVID brought that into sharper focus, didn't it? Yeah. Um, people are maybe taking, you know, don't take advantage or take it for granted quite so much. Um, and you were saying that people are coming to see you and taking advantage of those health benefits yes. that they might have at work. Yes. More than they did before to come and see you. Yeah. I was going to ask if if people were supported in that way to come and, and see you and, and are um, supported by their employer in that way. Oh, it's, you know, I just realised it's quite a contentious issue, private health insurance within <laughs> within the private health world, um, certainly uh, in a private physio scenario. Um, I th- I, without wanting to enter any big national debate, but also recognising that a lot of my colleagues are very frustrated. So... Um, what I would say when if you're thinking about a, a health employment a health benefit in your employment, the the, the benefit of healthcare, uh, private healthcare policies must be to improve the choice and the access of your employees to healthcare. And many of the intermediaries actually restrict it. Um, and uh, I'm happy if anybody wants to uh well, you can Google, when you look at some of the, the, the comments, there's lots of forums where, where people talk about that. But the best kind of healthcare for, for employees, from a, and I'm talking from an employee's perspective, not just as a private physio in a private business, is definitely the cashback schemes because it helps people to um, make better choices for themselves. They don't necessarily need to have a GP um, uh, uh, first or referral first. Um, so it just... E, you know reduces those barriers it doesn't pay for everything uh but it will give them a uh, for a, for a much less monthly fee it will give them a proportion of that back so they they can use it against their they might be able to use it against their um glasses which we you know with using screens more people are wearing glasses they can also use it against their dental health rather than being exclusively for healthcare uh, for, for you know, not rather than excluding um, dental health, it, it it can often be if you choose the right policy, um, then it can, then it can be a lot more uh, broad and and um, and help people to just again have access to those choices. Some of the intermediaries, a number of the intermediaries, the big ones, um, 
will tell you that you can only see this number of or this list of people um, and that that without that uh, without sticking to that list of people then then you um, you are they, they won't fund it so uh, it's also more expensive to do it that way and and they are they're obviously a business in their own right and they, they're trying to to they run their own profits so it's just a, a different um, structure but but certainly the what I would call cashback health schemes and and you know all the all the um, um, money comparison websites and insurance comparison websites will um, will will give good guidance on on uh, where to look for those. But that is that's my soapbox. I'll get off it now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I agree. Some of those health benefits can be brilliant, and the the cashback schemes, which is a reimbursement scheme basically for day-to-day medical expenses isn't it That's right. um, I think they're great and I think whatever your demographic of staff um, amongst your employees whatever your demographic I think most people if not everybody would would benefit really from that one absolutely um, yeah absolutely. brilliant thank yeah. you um so when you say that we're designed to move which of course we are and um if you're in an office-based role then your lifestyle is likely to be quite sedentary. Um, what what would you advise in order to incorporate a little bit more movement um, into your day? And, and actually, perhaps I'd like to bring posture into the conversation as well a little bit. So how can we remind ourselves that we should have um, better posture and, and all the rest of it throughout the day? Right. Well, I think, yes, the, the we are absolutely, we're designed to move. We're not designed to be still. We um, And so anything that um, enforces us to stick to a very limited number of postures is, is going to have um, a knock-on effect. Uh, and ultimately, you know, simply put, if we understand why movement is healthy, then that helps us to be motivated to, to make those diff- those changes. So we know from evidence that physical activity um, and movement benefits our overall health. Uh, it improves our circulation from you know, not having areas that end up under prolonged compression. It improves our memory. Uh, it also improves our concentration. It uplifts our mood and it does reduce stress. And it has been shown to improve the health of joints and muscles. So all of those things, that, that's why movement, you know, those are the benefits of movement. Um, Without wanting to depress anybody, uh, um, a recent mantra that's been creeping in is that sitting is the new smoking um, and that we will actually suffer longer term from prolonged sitting. Uh, So our future self will thank us to to make these changes now Uh, from a perspective of uh, lower risk of diabetes, lower risk of heart disease, uh, lower risk of other joint, you know, sort of complications as well, just from from not moving. Um, We know all our habits have changed uh, and and they've been rapidly changed. It's all been enforced and and being aware of that on a personal level can can help to facilitate better habits. Um, Mm. I think so typically now people working from home, as we said earlier, are starting earlier, finishing later. So um, and checking emails on on phones during breakfast or um, sitting at laptops earlier, uh, not getting up to meet colleagues for a coffee. Um, I'm embarrassed to say my husband even confessed the other day that uh, to having a Teams meeting regularly with people in the same room as him. Um, and uh, I mean, it's a very large room, but they, he'll look at the screen and go, oh, you're in here. Yeah. And they don't even get that's That's it. That's all he does. <laughs> <laughs> and they carry on um and that, that, that uh, yeah um uh, i don't know if i'll ever change uh, get <laughs> doing that, but but it is yeah that that is that is the way of the world and and so yeah we we need to take a bit more responsibility i think to um 
that's happening. Uh, yeah, we don't visit other departments in a collaborative way anymore. We don't go to the IT department anymore. We, you know, we, we email everybody. Um, so what we need to do is be aware of that first of all, and 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 um, and all the all of those longer periods of compression on our spines and circulatory restrictions. Um, will sust- and sustain joint postures, uh, uh, you know, things like hips and knees, think things do, do need to, to start to get moving. So um, finding ways of being able to um, interrupt that uh, during the day, not necessarily arduously either. It's, you know, we don't have to suddenly come up with a, um, a lifestyle change of going running three times a week because you know that that might not be convenient children might be at a different age than they were before the pandemic when we used to go for a run um but we we um in, in physio we talk about exercise snacking for mobility work so uh whatever environment you put your body in uh if you if you change that environment over time over a relatively short period of time but it does need to be weeks uh rather than days you'll start to see an improvement in your mobility and, and the, the mobility of those joints. So having a series of mobility exercises, and I'm more than happy to share, you know, a selection of those with you and you, you know, you can oh, sort of thank you. On, um, to just help hip mobility, shoulder mobility, and then ones you can do at your desk or you could do them before you start your working day and just pick a couple and do a couple every couple of hours. Um, so it's just interrupting that, that um, prolonged static positioning and making sure that you know, we don't forget to reach up or we don't forget to reach behind us or twist our mm-hmm. thoracic spine. Because mm-hmm. are certain areas of our body, if, if they don't move, well then, uh, if they get a bit stiff, that in, puts impact on the other parts nearby that then need mm-hmm. to move on that and, and, mm-hmm. and do more. So yeah, so it's a uh, yeah exercise. I'd certainly promote some exercise snacking. I think that's uh, that that's usually you know, definitely a useful um, way of uh, proactively uh, doing some some work. Um, that's a really good idea. And then I guess it's a case of building it in every now and again. So if you do a chunk of work and then you think right, I'm going to have a five minute break or whatever it is, yeah. do a few, even if it's just at your desk, um, doing Absolutely. a few of these exercises and then getting on with the next thing. Or if you're standing waiting for the kettle to boil for your cup of tea, doing a couple then. Yeah. I guess it's just finding a way to build it into your day. Yeah. It's so easy to just sit and get on with stuff because you think you're being productive. Um, yes. But actually, it's better, much better to have a break every now and again, isn't yes. it? And, you know, coming back from the loo, you know, that sort of <laughs> You know, do a few hip flexor stretches once you're standing up. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think, I think as well, recognising, having more of a definitive um, uh, timeline between work and, and your home kind of persona um, will help as well to just build in what is does feel like a bit of activity and exercise um, and that again doesn't have to be you know you don't have to sort of put everything away if that's you know, whilst most people the houses we live in you know we, we we didn't move into that house necessarily with the view of working from home for much many of us um, it might just be putting on a different pair of shoes and that's that's the end of my that's the end of my working day it can be as simple as that or if you need to have it more as a mental break as well it could be taking the dog out for a walk it could mm. be you know something where you you literally take yourself away and then recognize that you're not going to open the laptop again you've you've drawn a line um to, to make those habits and so your mind can switch off as much as anything there's an awful lot of tension can build up around necks and shoulders if you're worrying about whether somebody's going to get back to you in time or whatever, it just helps you once you've given yourself time, you've given yourself the permission to stop working. Um, I think that that that's definitely much a, health, a much more healthy outlook. 
yeah yeah thank you you could even just do your mobility session at that point and that could mark the end of your yeah. your work day yeah. brilliant yeah, yeah thank you so when you talked earlier that you say seeing um, back and neck sort of um, symptoms coming through in the patients that you're seeing, is that tension or is it what 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 are you actually seeing? What is it? <laughs> yeah, we're definitely seeing um, st- soft tissue st- stiffness and tightness, um, probably with a slightly younger bias, age bias, um, and then we're also seeing some jointy um, back and neck um, issues as well. Um, Certainly with with, um, neck muscles, some of your neck muscles are designed to be quite dynamic. They're quite, you know, sort of, if we went back to the caveman, he was, when he was throwing a spear. And those muscles are designed to work at quite a high output, but not very often. They're, you know, you might throw six or seven spears until you, if you're a fairly good caveman, fairly successful caveman, but what we're now using those muscles for is to hold our head up to look at a screen in a still way. So those muscles can become uh, a bit more dysfunctional uh, and, and not necessarily know how to you know, how to behave and how to switch off. And, and so some of that tightness is, is then causing compression in the joints, which isn't that healthy for them. And all of it's very reversible. Uh, but then we just need to make sure that we have a more, um, you yeah, healthier way of, of keeping the balance right going forward mm. with some of the joint with the older age groups um and and realistically you know anyone um in, in their late 30s onwards ought to be looking after their joints a bit more carefully some of those changes um that you might see on some of the scans and things aren't necessarily reversible it doesn't mean that the symptom that, that you're going to be symptomatic from that but it, it it just means that you know we will be starting to um elicit some signs of of what would be called wear and tear um, and so just again trying to improve and maintain good circulation through those joints nourish those joints uh, so that they are not um, held in in this sort of uh, static um, holds for, for long periods of time and, and by long periods of time you know, we are talking hours your head's quite heavy you know it's about a stone <laughs> so it's a lot of weight wow. to have, yeah. yeah to have shearing off the top of your back Gosh. so yeah yeah so it is yeah Trying, trying. Awareness is, is probably the beginning of making uh, better decisions. Isn't yes, it? yes, know, I think exactly. so. Then I think you subconsciously become more intentional about what you do because you're aware of yeah, absolutely potential issues or, or what's actually going on. Absolutely. Okay, so how can employers, would you say, um, encourage people to um, maybe um, exercise or do a little bit more movement during the day? Well, I think I think for employers. It's it always you know there's always a cost um, uh, you know question isn't there so you don't you don't want to be spending money you don't uh, that that's going to be wasted so mm-hmm. it, I think knowing your team it, it starts mm-hmm. with that it starts with knowing who your employees are what motivates them um, what they're going to respond to uh, and 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 uh, and then trying to encourage you know encourage recognize as well what their what their where their weaknesses are in terms of perhaps their own self-care and and ha- helping to to facilitate those conversations around um, part of that is part of their personal development as much as their professional development um, so yes understanding if, if there's no point paying for a a yoga teacher to come in uh, every Friday if everybody works from home on a Friday and nobody's interested <laughs> in yoga. <laughs> um, so even though 
Friday might be the best day for the company that that, that, that works on. So I, there, there are lots of examples. We, we, we have a team who come in to the practice um, and have a, a, a session. Um, and, and so they're a small team, but they come in regularly and it's paid for by the company and they, they're, they're off-site and they do an exercise class where they've got all the... Um, uh, equipment they need access to and 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 that's that's contracted to to um, a strength and conditioning coach to run that session for them and they they their, their compliance with that is excellent um so it, it's it even it may even be you know encouraging people to get to know their colleagues um face to face it might be a social more of a social thing that you know getting them to meet up on a friday uh, or on a thursday evening or something in a, in a local pub or or even you know having a um a, an online competition that they that they're all involved in uh, that that's uh, yeah but somehow just understanding who who they who those people are a bit more and and trying it, it might not be that one thing will fit all um, but uh, it's you know, offering a variety of things, but but certainly from from you know as we went, we mentioned earlier, having having that basic level of um, access to healthcare because we we all understand and you know you can't avoid the news around waiting lists and and um, healthcare. Um, mm. The National Health Service is is um, is, is struggling. Mm. Uh, so so the the delay in getting some of these things started not isn't detrimental to most people but the vast majority of people will will you know certainly survive um waiting uh nhs waiting list but their motivation to then change the future course of that problem uh can be ebbed away or can be eroded uh, and so the sooner they can get some of these things sorted out then the they're, they're not coming back from such a deep trough um, and and we can reinstate better habits as soon as possible um, to yes. to improve yeah to minimise yeah. long term problems yeah yeah indeed um, well yeah. The, the worrying thing about waiting lists is that surely if you're waiting for an operation or something to to treat one thing then over time if you're, you're on a particularly long waiting list your body presumably compensates in other ways and then it might lead to other complications and other things that need then treatment or and so it goes on it, that's 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 a slight concern for me <laughs> yeah uh, you're absolutely right and, and, and again you know different different groups of people will be more or less at risk of that mm. um you know if you've got somebody who is perhaps in their 60s and and has uh you know is waiting for a knee replacement for example then the more sedentary they become during their time on the waiting list the more their risk of um heart disease goes up you know in their later life not necessarily at the time you know it's mm. all about paying it forward in, um mm. so um you know their risk of diabetes and those things and not only that if they're out of the habit of going to that exercise class in their local gym um they can become um you know off they get out of that habit and they don't get back on the back on the on the bike as such yeah um, also you know socially people with with long-term health conditions become socially isolated as well and, yes. and the longer term consequence of that might be you know high risk of alzheimer's and so you know there are there are oh there are no benefits to to uh, to not exercising there are that i that i've ever heard <laughs> that i'm that i could ever entertain but certainly that there is only benefit to keeping mm. mobile and keeping active mm, great thank you and if people are working in a sort of hybrid or remote environment do you have any advice for employers around um 
you know, helping people to have the optimum workstation set up um, because mm. it's it must be hard for the employer to keep track of what actually what people are doing. And yes, people are responsible for their own actions and their own um, health and well-being to a certain extent. But what's your view on that? Um, well, there's lots of there's lots of ergonomic equipment out there, and, and certainly pre-pandemic. There, there were a lot more ergonomic assessments done in offices. Um, and, and I think some companies have, have uh, tried to uh, increase or improve people's workstations at home. Um, I think there's a, there's a few barriers to that. It, it's not going to ever be a, a, a simple, tran- you can't just transfer that across to the home environment. There's, there, there are a few barriers there. Um, number one, uh, not everybody's got room at home <laughs> for a standing desk. Yeah. Uh, and, and so uh, it's yeah that's not necessarily helpful simple things though um using a laptop stand is ha- ha- a good a good option and they can be very simple things um you can buy them on amazon uh you can you can get a, a relatively attractive enough looking one you can get some you can get some un- ugly ones but you know i know some people <laughs> don't if it's going to be sitting around they don't want it to be ugly so uh, ikea do some but also amazon you can get plenty on on any of those and you can you can pick one up for about 15 pounds um if you're going to do that though it, you have to get a remote keyboard and mouse you can't sit there and type with your hands up there because that's that that completely defeats the object um, and again, um, a, a remote um, keyboard and mouse working off a, a simple dongle probably costs you about £15 again. And it might be something that your employer would be prepared to, to fund. What I would say as well from the employer's perspective is making sure that they signpost people to what the company is able to offer, because uh, a lot of people will I may have come from another department or another company where they either didn't have anything in place or it just naturally happened and, and they don't always know how to who or who to ask um, for that to and, and they might you know if they they might be um, embarrassed to say that that that, that these things are um, that these things would be helpful and yes I think I think uh, having a policy or having some sort of resource for, for people to be able to read around workstation set up at home and, and to vary it, you know, maybe for, for part of part of your um, day, if you're going to be on a Teams call, uh, you might want to move into a different room in the house and have your laptop on the on a kitchen worktop uh, whilst you perhaps sit in a chair just just to vary what's what's happening if you're not going to have to be interactive um, you know maybe making a few notes then then just being in a different room being in a different chair might might help to make make um, the most of that um, but yeah thinking ahead and not mm-hmm. uh, and not being sort of lured into this endless static position in the same place all the time um, just just being smart about uh, about you, where, where you're going to work uh, for, a, yeah. for a given section of the day, maybe yeah. mornings in the at the dining table or um, in, if you've got a home office. But even, even if you have a home office that's beautifully set up, trying to you know, stand up for a, a team's call instead if it's if it's only going to be you know sort of 15, 20 minutes. Um, and if you yeah. can turn your camera off, maybe do a few for a bit to do a few squats while you're waiting for something to to happen. But yeah. 
Great. Yes, thank you. And you mentioned standing desks, but I suppose I know not everybody's got the space for it. But yeah. I guess that would be another way to vary your position, to stand up for a call and um, just change your position a little bit and get your Definitely. body in a different yeah. in a different position. Yeah. Again, I would say, though, I have seen some people who've, who've um, had standing desks and we've just got to remember that that is, again, another static posture. So there is no ideal posture for anybody to stay in for too long. We've all got to keep moving. So even if you have a standing desk, you're not getting lured into just standing all the time. So okay. whether you could, if you, hopefully if it's got a height adjustable, um, you can take it down a little bit, maybe perch on a stool for a bit, maybe take it all the way down and bring your proper office chair in. So again, you can you can kind of make it work. Um, I, I know there are also these walk boards you can get uh, that uh, some people have found uh, helpful where they're just gently walking although I have heard that uh, if you're doing a, um, a virtual uh, meeting on with and you're walking that bobbing up and down can make people get ill if they're watching you so <laughs> right. so yes oh, it's right. being, being mindful. but if you're if, yes if you're not on a if you're not being viewed by other people then then that might be something that that you want to look into as well yeah the, yes. Yeah, yes the options are endless yeah yes yeah. thank you and your point about um, standing being, you know, good, but you're still in a static position. So to be aware of that, that's an interesting point. It's made me think about, I think sometimes, would I be right in saying that the body um, takes the path of least resistance and finds the sort of easiest way? So if you're standing, you know, correctly, so to speak, that that might be good. But actually, some people can start to slouch or stand not in the best position. Or mm -hmm. it's made me think of that because one company I worked at offered instead of office chairs, those big gym balls to sit on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so so we did that, but it would it's so funny watching people as you walk through the office because actually people did learn to they wouldn't always sit there with feet flat on the floor. Some people would learn to sit on it cross legged, um, and all sorts of positions. So yes, yes. it did make me think, you know, maybe it's I don't I don't know, but maybe it's better to not have that at all than to sit on it incorrectly. I don't know what your view is on that. Well, I think, again, it's about changing your position. I mean, it's quite skillful um, to be able to sit on a gym ball cross-legged. Um, but again, I probably wouldn't encourage it for, for too long. And in our litigious world, I know that uh, some offices banned gym balls because uh, when you stand up, they have a habit of rolling away. And then the risk is that someone will fall over it. So, yes, it's uh, yeah, they're, they're, but in your own office, hopefully that 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 risk yeah. is nil um yeah. <laughs> but yes yeah. but again yes having a, a and gym balls again like standing desks do take up a lot of space but they they are if you've got the space it's it's a good alternative so have your chair uh for, for part of the day have your gym ball for part of the day it's yeah mix it up mix it up um right. that that's that's uh yeah that it's a big step towards uh improving improving your future health and it is wellness. isn't it Absolutely. Yeah. And so when people come and see you because they're starting to presumably they're starting to feel some something is not quite right. So they come and see you for some sort of diagnosis and then the treatment it goes from there, presumably. How long do they typically come and see you for, Sonia? Or could they be with you for life because they enjoy the, the sort of maintenance aspect of it as well? Uh, it varies completely. So, and that that's one of the benefits within private healthcare is is it is a you know it's it's almost a a, um, a contractual relationship that you can choose the, what it what it looks like. Um, you, there is not always a definitive 
um, discharge period that as, as you have on, on the NHS where, where there is a line drawn under it and, and you no longer have access without going back through a referral scheme through your GP. Um, so some, some people just literally want to be signposted. They just want some advice. Um, some people just want a note for their, their employer to say, you know, this person would benefit from a standing desk. But that appointment still is you know, a useful opportunity to explore what people's beliefs are around standing desks or around their posture, or around their working practices and, and help to educate. So uh, in, in, you know, on a wider scale um, and, and, uh, and, and also hear, hear what's happening in the, in the world of work, because, uh, you know, being able to interview people on that you know, about what their changes they're experiencing are um, helps us to, to formulate our, um, our, our treatment plans and, and, and the advice that we have going forward and yeah see explore with other physios as well as to whether they're seeing the same sorts of things is it more of a trend or is it something that's a one-off mm, yeah yeah, absolutely. yeah. It must be fascinating. yeah. So, but then there are other people who do like hands-on therapy and and, and come in you know on a <clears throat> on a more um not often on a regular basis. I wouldn't say, you know, I don't think I've ever said to anybody, you'll come back and you, you, you never, I'd never say to someone, you need to come back every three months or six months, or, for example. But we, we might say, well, you manage it. We give, we'd often, or I would often give somebody um, uh, sort of self tests, self health tests. So, you know, if you find your neck, your, your, prone to your neck getting stiff on the left so if you find that when you're getting a bit stiff check it every now and again and if you feel that you can't unravel that yourself within a week or so come back in and we'll we can nip that in the bud if you let it go for six months then it's probably going to take a more of a series of appointments to, to to start to unravel that so yeah it's a lot of education we, we large part of our job is education yeah, it must be, I guess, around how to take preventative action as well. Absolutely, so yes, yeah. I guess the exercise snacking idea is a really good um, way yeah. to get a little bit of um, movement into your day and also be aware of your posture at various points during the day in order to prevent, yeah. you know, such long um, treatment that you might need later in life if, if you don't do that. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thank yeah. you. Um, is there anything that you'd like to cover, Sonia, that we haven't already talked about? Um, I think I got a bit of a bonus there when I was talking about healthcare schemes. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> expecting to talk about that. So, uh, um, yes, I think I think uh, that's that's probably, um, I, I, yeah, <laughs> feeling quite smug that I managed to, uh, <laughs> to, to get that in. For, yeah, because I definitely often think that... Um, the people who make those decisions or, or take those choices and have the have the have the meetings perhaps with the salesmen from from various companies don't understand what it what happens at the coalface um, and when that policy is actually being um, tested. Uh, so yes, mm. hopefully hopefully that's been helpful to uh, to to just give a bit of a, an insight on to, into uh, where money can be better spent. Um, yeah, and less money. <clears throat> yes, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're, it's definitely um, yeah. Uh, and, and you could have a scheme where maybe you then agree to top it up if you were an employer if, uh, if somebody yeah. did use a cashback scheme and or a proportion of it might be to if they applied I don't know. but yes yeah that I do and no, I feel I, I got my little bonus in there without, <laughs> That's great. Thank without you. planning it <laughs> fab um I know you're based in Bath um do you do online consultations at all or do you encourage people to come and see you in person uh, 
we the virtual uh, consultations are, we do we certainly do do those and and they were I mean you know they, they were um, revolutionary when we, you know, we we all I think the, the the nation went oh my goodness this is actually a lot better than we thought and and technology has has developed even more in, in that regard but there is no substitute for face to face so uh, whilst um, you know, what you see on a screen. Uh, you know, you, there there are too many examples of I, I've I've said it so many times. I would never have seen that on the screen if if I'd asked somebody to demonstrate a movement for me because we we do physical you know object what we call objective um, assessments online as well. But and you can set up the camera so that you, you, or your phone. Cause most people do it on their phone um, where you can see you, know, you say put it on the floor and show me what your ankle movements are. But you don't, there isn't a substitute. The other thing I would say as well is is with some of the virtual calls number of my colleagues have reported how um, they've gone to do a virtual call with somebody and, and as everybody's popped up on the screen um, there might be a problem with a with a, a knee or an ankle um, and they're sitting in their car in the car park at work uh, okay. now you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna see anything there um, so it, it they are it's, it's a bit of a um, it's a bit of an unknown until they're on screen and, and then let yeah if you specify what well, it would be helpful if you were in a room where you well they might be sitting in their office you know you're not mm. going to get somebody to stand up and start lunging around the office um <laughs> so it's yes it, they they are uh there's always one that hasn't read <laughs> the the um the explanation as to, to what is and isn't possible or what we, yeah the, the best environment to be in when you have one but yeah by all means we do we do them but uh yeah we do we do like to uh have the option to see people in person if necessary okay great yeah they've been good fun actually virtual on some of them yeah, yeah i've met everybody's dog of course <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um and how do we, how do people get in touch if they'd like to get in touch with you? So we're based in Central Bath. We're about three minutes from um, the Bath Bar train station. Um, and our, we've got an email address, which is hello at thepurepractice.co.uk. Um, and, and, uh, but we're, we are on social media as well. Um, and Google My Business is, uh, yeah, we've, we've, uh, we've, that's up and, up and running well. So yeah, the easily, easy, we're very easy to find. Or even Googling <laughs> me, I've got fairly unusual name. So uh, it's, uh, it comes up quite quickly. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Sonia. No, thank you, Polly, for, for inviting me. I've, I've really enjoyed chatting to you. Thank you.